Hey guys, it's John back with VP Precision. I got a good buddy on the line, Mr. Matt Alwine. Uh, he uh, lives over in kind of northeast Washington, actually not too far from Jake, and uh, kind of newer shooter, been getting into the sport um, this mainly this year, and we've been traveling together. I've known him for a long time through the hunting side. He's had uh, he had a show on Sportsman's Channel for hunting, just a really good archery shooters. One of what are they called, Matt? The Northwest Mountain Challenge is that what it was? Yeah. So yeah. you and your buddy Ryan, a couple other guys, kind of cruised around on those and 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 did. A, I don't know if I want to say dominated, but I'll say it. <laughs> a little, <laughs> little domination on the archery side for quite a long time. But tournament archer, I've shot with you a little bit on that side of things and watched them burn it down. It's impressive to watch. So. Uh, you've got that uh, competitive, you know, kind of drive, and uh, it kind of started rolling it over into the rifle side this year. So I wanted to have him on. He's been uh, well. We'll get into it anyway. Thanks, Matt, for coming on. I really appreciate it, buddy. No, thanks for having me on. This I'm excited. This is this is the only podcast I've ever listened to in my life. I've actually done a lot of mocking of podcasts and the whole idea but now i listen to your podcast so here i am <laughs> now you're on it oh that's awesome uh, cute. okay yeah. cool cool so uh i don't even know where to start so i've known matt's from like i said the hunting side of things just because we're kind of in the uh oregon washington and kind of have some mutual friends and i don't know when we met you know kind of through social started Text and then we met at some uh, like some. I think we met at that banquet uh, with Ben. Okay, I was gonna, I was I wondering if that was the first time. Yeah. So that was like they yeah, do. Uh, was. Uh, was that the Wild Sheep Foundation, or was that with Rocky? What was that? SCI show. I. It was SCI. Yeah. 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 So one of the like fundraising banquets they do on the hunting side. We met there. Um, I had my wife and I, Ben and his girlfriend, and then you and your wife came down and we, we hung out that evening for the first time and kind of hit it off since we were actually, my wife and I went down with you invited, you were nice enough to invite, uh, my wife and I for her, uh, 40th birthday celebration down to your guys' family vacation in Hawaii this year. So we spent a bunch of time with them in February and had a blast down there with you and your brother and siblings and, uh, no cousins, no I think whole, it was all siblings no and wives crew. and spouses. Yep. It was an absolute blast. So anyway, we've been, uh, we've been hanging out quite a bit this year cause you've been shooting. So I wanted to have you on, um, we'll touch on a bunch of stuff, but I wanted to focus on, we get a lot of questions from guys in regards to how to get into the sport, being a newer shooter and some things I just don't remember. I don't, I can't relate anymore because I've been, I've been doing it not for a, a super long time, but longer, longer and quite a bit where you're totally fresh, just started this year. Uh, all the learning curves, you know, all the nerves of your first shoot, all that stuff. So I want to definitely hit on a bunch of that stuff and, we kind of have a few topics, but nothing too specific. We're just going to kind of see where it goes. So, um, what, where do we start this thing? How did, uh, do you think, how did you get interested from, instead of archery, start thinking about this stuff? What was, what it, was well, there? It was told, it was you, you're, you're always like, Oh, you need to try one of these like three, yeah. four years ago. Yeah. Like when you were first starting, yeah. like you're like, Matt, you got to shoot these. I'm like, no, I don't want to, that's dumb. And I was starting to get burned <laughs> out at already at that point I was getting probably burned out on archery stuff. So I was, I just kind of saw the similarities of it. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need any more of that in my life. And then you came and did 
the one of those Northwest Mountain challenges and shot your bow. I think is that the yeah. only archery shoot you've ever done? Yeah, yeah, only one. And and, and you got second in the bow hunter class, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this this is some BS. <laughs> so I told you I was going to come beat you. For the, you didn't beat me. For the, I did, did not. Good. You didn't. You no. didn't beat me. No. But I told you I was going to come beat you at a rifle shoot sometime. That's like three three four years ago. Yeah. And then I was like, I I got a, a competition rifle at one point, like a PRS. I think it was a dasher. I never yep. shot it. I had it a year or two, never shot it, sold it, kept saying I was going to do it and <laughs> never did. Cut. And then like this, this winter, um, my buddy, Dan Elliott, yep. uh, which you've met, you've shot with Dan. Yep. Dan's awesome. Cool guy. Um, cool guy. Cool guy. We're talking on the phone about something else. And in the background, there's like a video playing or something. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm watching these PRS videos there. It's so awesome. I got to try this. I was like, you know, I know some guys pretty into that. He's like, who? And I'm like, well, like John Pinch and I are pretty good buddies. He's like, no. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, that guy's the man. He's like, we <laughs> got to go this. shoot. We got, yeah. He's oh, like, geez. we got to do this. We, and I'm like, no. I was like, you know, I have a gun and like everything. He's like, he's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, we got to do this. So that's when I started bugging you. I was like, hey, we're going to do this. We need to get stuff. And then you talked us in to signing up for the yours and Jake's NRL or whatever. And I was like, yeah. no, no, we just need, we need to start with like a easy, like a, like a small match. Like I want 10 guys there that aren't going to talk about how bad we <laughs> fail. Like, and you're like, no, just jump in the frying pan. Let's yep. do it. So we, we signed up for that NRL and, uh, and that was a start. And then we're like, well, we got to find something to shoot before that. So that's not our first one, but that was, we just pretty much jumped in face first that's awesome okay let's let's back up for a minute you said you were getting a little bit uh burned out on the archery side or 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 something is there anything uh specific about that or was it just length the time you'd been doing it yeah a lot of it was length of time i mean i started doing it pretty seriously when i was like i don't know 16 17 okay and i mean i was at an archery shoot every weekend all summer long you know like 12 13 a year um okay especially when i was like early 20s you know yeah um i was shooting at a time and i won a lot i mean one year i won i think washington idaho and montana state championship like right back to back like i won i won some deep i never like i went to some like big national shoots like back east and stuff and i just never do great at them and so Mm -hmm. i never got real serious on the national level but as far as west coast stuff you know we shot so much and it just, it's yeah. super, it's kind of a serious, like people, people take it too seriously. I think like, I feel like I'm with a bunch of golfers or something. <laughs> and so I like that. I, I like to have a good time. With if, if, if you, if you so, don't know Matt yet, uh, I freaking love shooting with him because you, you can't get too serious. Cause it's, there's always a lot of trash talking, a lot of joking around, uh, pretty loud. I, I like it. I like, I don't like taking it too serious. So it, it's been super fun. Um, so just so you guys know, you were at a pretty, a relatively high level on the archery side in regards to sponsorship and I mean, you know, piles of arrows and bows and all that stuff for years and years also because of the TV show and different things like that. Um, the, uh, how do you see any simul- similarities to that side of things and this side of things? I know it's new, you know, on the sponsorship side, but is it, does it seem like a similar thing or a very different feeling sport to you? Um, there's definitely some, some similarities, but, um, it's a different, it's a different crowd. 
Um, okay. L- at least with the guys I've shot with so far, you know, there's some guys in the archery side that I really have fun shooting with, but it's, it's generally it feels more serious where we've pretty much had a good time joking around. Um, okay. I think maybe it's, maybe it's a little more downtime between stages where you can yeah. kind of be joking around and stuff. Whereas archery, you know, you're 40 targets or 40 stages throughout the day. Um, and it's kind of a hundred percent focus the whole time. Um, that's a good and point. I think that's, yeah. I think that's part of it. And we, that's what, you know, I kind of quit shooting archery or slowed down on it until these Northwest mountain challenges came out, which it's a little bit of a different, more extreme mountain format. Yeah, so guys of you that don't know, a lot of these, they tend to be hosted like on ski resorts in the summer where you can either hike up the mountain or the different runs or actually ride the lifts up and shoot down. There's different, obviously, I've only been to one, but it's more of a more of a mountain hunting feel. Is that pretty much true for all of them? Yeah, yeah, and I just like the feel of it more. And it, it wasn't as serious of an archery crowd as the, you know, like if you go to Reading, yeah. NFA type stuff, it's serious stuff. And so this was a, a less serious kind of archery thing and that's what i've more gotten into the last few years but i've kind of been missing some archery shoots this year to do some rifle shoots now so yeah well and when when you when and just so guys know like some of those shoots will have four five six eight hundred guys right oh yeah i think that northwest mountain challenge at hoodoo by you there they had two years ago i think there were 1200 people there yeah yeah, uh, 1300 people so it's crazy yeah so these are giant giant shoots just to give you guys some background if you don't know archery stuff as well so um okay so sorry to go back so so i remember yeah you're talking trash because i i love hunting um but i'm to the point now where which is i never thought i'd be is if i have a choice between going to a big shoot or hunting maybe an over-the-counter tag around my house the shoots have been getting the nod and I remember for years you were making fun of me. You're like, dude, it's hunting season. Why are you shooting? And that's what Ryan Avery does too all the time. He's like, he's like, if you ever quit shooting, you could go hunt again. <laughs> and, and and now you're kind of like, we're he's not- got that. <laughs> he's got that meme that says, I'm not trying to become the best at practice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I get and I love it. But now we were talking about shoots in September and you were like, what am I doing considering shooting in September? We were supposed to be hunting. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's, uh, it gets addicting. So, um, okay, let's go. Okay. So now you're, you're in, you sign up, we're jumping back to where, before I cut you off. So you sign up, you've got, you've got some good guns. I've, you've been talking with me. You've been down to the house a few times. Um, we've got you a dasher. You've built some two, two, you've got a two, two, three now. I mean, you've jumped in like with both feet and then some in regards to, you bought the whole the FX120 scales. You've got every. You bought an amp annealer. I mean, you're you're diving in off the deep end. Um, so you did spend some money and everything like that. So for the beginner guys, just I want a disclaimer. You can a, a rock chucker or I'm sorry, uh, uh, like a charge ma- RCBS charge master scale or shoot even a beam scale. It's slow, but that is more than adequate to be very, very competitive and win matches. So I don't want you guys, if you're working with a tight budget to get, um, if we start talking about gear stuff that, that Matt has bought or that I have over the years, um, to be discouraged because you can be super competitive. It's more of a time thing. The amp annealer and a, and a case feeder can save you some time. Um, 
you know, the, the scales well, can save even, you some time. Even that scale, I think either this, this Wisconsin match we just got back from, or maybe the match before yeah. was the first one I'd shot with the, where that I loaded with that FX. I was kind of intimidated to start using it. So I think I had it <laughs> yeah. and still loaded with my RCBS for a couple matches. So. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to throw disclaimers out because sometimes guys get rap, new guys, and it is an expensive sport. I don't want to say that it's not. I mean, bolts are spendy and brass is spendy. Everything's a little spendy, but, um, but you know, well, and I started spendy and then went to cheap. And oh, I'm sure we'll get into that. Okay, we here. will, we but, will, yeah. <laughs> we will. So, um, uh, anyway, that that's just a quick disclaimer. So you show up. Well, did you you went to a didn't you get to a club match before? Okay, so you signed up for the NRL match that we were going to do. COVID hit. Yep. Everything hit the fan. We pushed that way back. We pushed it back twice, I think. And then we also had a PRS match that ended up being kind of back-to-back weekends. Um, and so the NRL match was supposed to be your first match, but ended up the PRS match was before that. So was that was the PRS match your first two-day? No, my first t- two-day was that Parma. Oh, that's Parma right. PRS. The Idaho PRS. Yeah. Okay, okay. So did you, yeah. get, did you get to a club match before that? We went to one half-day club match, Dan and I did. It at, was at in like... I want to say first part of March, okay. maybe end of February I, at, at Rock Lake there. Okay. And it was like 10 degrees, 30 mile an hour winds, Ooh. snowing sideways. And so they combined it to five stages and tried to shoot all five stages out of this covered little area. Um, oh, geez. And this, and we, I mean, Dan and I were like a week into our, we'll call our shooting career at that point. <laughs> okay. And, we had like done some quick load development. We made a couple uh, like barricade things at our buddy Chuck's house. And okay. we like tried to practice a couple of them and we went and shot that. And it was, it was painful. My, my first day, I was so nervous, not because <laughs> I was like intimidated yeah. by people around, but just cause I hate sucking. I hate losing. <laughs> yes. And so, and everyone around, seemed like they knew what they were doing besides me and Dan. And I think I was one of the first to go on the first stage. Nice. And it was a 12 round stage. I only had a 10 round Meg. So Dan was like, Hey, use my 12 round Meg. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea because we have no idea what we're doing. So first, first round doesn't feed Meg completely jams. I'm like trying to get low bullets off the ground. As I'm scrambling, I bump the folding uh, button on my chassis, so my chassis folds on me. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was it was ugly, and it was a long range stage. I think with a, with a lot of wind. I think I sat. I think I got a a nine out of twelve or ten out of twelve on that. Maybe though, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, pretty good start. <laughs> and then, well, so then Dan goes right after me. He hits his first eleven shots. Just bam, 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 Whoa. bam. He'd only. He'd only loaded 11 in his mag, didn't have another bullet. He jumps up. He's running to his backpack trying to find a 12th bullet, <laughs> nice. and he times out. That's and awesome. so it was just some rookie, rookie stuff. <laughs> yeah, sounds, like you sa- sounds like you salvaged it all right. So for, well, for walking through – stage. Go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, I, there's some other ones. So. But, no, you, so but you one, did have a base. Of, I mean, you, you had, had you shot – had we shot at my house – so you'd practiced and we'd you'd send me some videos and we'd talked and you guys had your game changers and you guys had a, a decent idea 
just how to set a gun on a bag on a prop before you win YouTube video there was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fair. So, so, uh, nerves wise, uh, again, to all you guys thinking about getting in or newer shooters, a lot of, you know, a lot of you guys have shot, but I mean, uh, I, you did not want to go to a two day. So I, yeah, I didn't even really know if I wanted to go to one day. I I would have probably rather just practiced at my house for like a year and a half, but you were like, (laughs) Nope, you gotta go. You gotta go. Awesome. Okay. So then from there you got, we got signed up for, for the Parma match. Um, I wasn't squatted with you. We got split up, um, on that match. Um, yeah, but But, so that was, so, um, we got, uh, Elliot and I got squatted with Pence at that match. Yep. Um, and he had a a rougher match. Like it wasn't, he he didn't burn it down. I think he ended up 10. Yeah. Um, but he, they should have given him like first place for how much work he put in <laughs> helping me and Elliot at that match. Because he loves, like, he loves to talk at a match. He doesn't really like to pay attention to anything. He likes to just wing it. And so, uh, just kidding. <laughs> Y'all, no, he wants yeah, to, <laughs> Pence wants to focus and focus and focus some more. And, and you guys were, you guys were melting his ears with questions. So he was, it was hilarious. We, we had this stage. It was like a, it was a, a no dial holdover stage. Half of it strong side, half of it weak side. And I mean, meltdown no idea what to do i mean no idea what to do and i'm trying and pence is like trying to write stuff on his arm board like planning this thing out and i am just right there in his ear just chirping away trying to get (laughs) something like because i I know i could feel like i hadn't been shooting that great but this was going to be an implosion and finally he's like dude just back up give me a second i'm like all right all right all right I was like, but also I need a lot of help right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he was up to shoot. And you didn't even know it. No, but, I had no idea. I was in my own world. I didn't care about his world. Right <laughs> <then>. <laughs> okay. So, so no, that was bad. That, <laughs> Pence, I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> nah, he's, he's, it's good for him. Um, okay. So, so first shoot, um, uh, you were, okay. This is where it starts to unfold. You were running Dasher, right? Yeah, this is this this is the shoot that shaped where I'm currently at. <laughs> okay, so so we I got we got to skip around here. We're going to be on this podcast for four hours. Um, so <laughs> which I guess is fine. Um, the uh, so it ends. They've got these awesome trophies. You're in I don't know what place you were in. Where like thirtieth thirtieth place or thirty fifth? I was. They did like a crease trophy, sweet rifle or barreled action. I don't remember what. Oh, it was. that's it what was I, awesome. Yep, though. yep. And it went to the guy in the dead middle, and I think I was two places off of it. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I almost sucked just the right amount. <laughs> okay. So definition of mid pack, which not bad for your first shoot. I mean, I know you're, I know you're, when you started talking to me about, it, I was like, yes, do it because I've seen you shoot. You're competitive. You've got that killer, that killer edge. Like on it's, you can, you can change, like you can go from baseball, from archery, from skiing, anything competitive that you do well. And you have the mindset, you just roll to the next sport. And so obviously I know you're going to do well on this. You're coordinated and you've got that mindset. So I was like, yes, do the sport. So not a bad, not a bad start. It's coming out mid pack. But I remember 
we're sitting there, trophies are getting handed out, and there's a top production trophy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you really wanted one. They were they were very cool trophies. They did this cool. It was a sweet. It was cooler than any archery trophy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, there were these big wood, like, they were really, really cool, kind of not the norm, these really nicely done wood trophies, all kind of painted and stained, and just, they were awesome. And you see this guy walk up and grab a production trophy, and you're like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) And so then we we started scheming and explaining what what the deal was. So... The next no, this is this is where this is where it got bad because I'm sitting there with you guys and I'm like, uh, what what's this? And you're like, oh, that's production. I'm like, well, why aren't more people shooting this? And you're like, I don't know. It kind of has like a a stigma about it. Like, yeah, people just don't seem to want. It. I someone brought up the word shame. I don't remember who it was about <laughs> yeah. like the shame of it. And I was like, I don't even know what that word means. So, <laughs> I have no shame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, so. Let's okay. Let's talk about production. Production. So there's open class, which is there's there's no limits in you buy whatever equipment you want, whatever price you want. Um, okay, uh, all the shoots have a thirty caliber maximum and a thirty two hundred foot per second speed limit, regardless of production or open or anything. So it's not necessarily a caliber thing; it's a price thing. Production was set up. I think the heart of production was set up for companies like Savage, Ruger, uh, uh, Daniel Defense, Daniel Defense, just all these you know big companies um, to have a production rifle. So the idea is for new shooters to be able to get in at an affordable rate. So they have price caps on the rifle, which I believe they changed for last year at two thousand. This year's twenty five hundred, and then they have uh, caps on scope price. Um, I mean, you can get a tangent theta for, I don't know, 4,000, I don't even know what they cost, 4,000 bucks for a scope, but what, what's the limit on production for scope price? 2,000, Two, okay. but it's MSRP. So there's a lot of scopes out there you can buy for 1,900 bucks, but MSRP on them's 25, 2,600. And it. so you're not, you can't run them. Okay. So a lot of guys running, um, well, the main guys, you know, well, I don't know how to go about this. Anyway, production is a class geared towards getting newer shooters in and having those bigger company, like bigger company, like production rifle class instead of custom rifles, which is a cool idea. It's just, there's not a ton of guys, a ton of guys in it. It's a great way to get into the sport. And I would recommend it if you, if you don't have the money uh, to get going, but it's cool because a lot of these, a lot of these matches have a production trophy, and, you know, there's prizes for it and stuff like that. So it's definitely worth doing. Um, and so, so. Well, and I thought it was a cool, like, like my goal isn't to compete in a, like in a lower class. Like that's not my long-term goal. Yeah. Um, but it, it seemed like a great way to start at it because don't get me wrong. I'm going to destroy you and Jake and Morgan <laughs> and all of you. Like I'm coming for you. It's, it's just going to take me a, It's going to take me a little bit of time to figure out a few of these things. Like putting enough bullets in my magazine and shooting the right targets. But once I get that straightened out, I love anyways, it. in the meantime, it uh, seems, if you it guys just don't know, like when we option. go to matches, we talk a lot of trash and it's pretty fun. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, well, yeah. And I think the goal should be when a, a match needs to be won with a production gun. There's no yeah, excuse so not to. Goal, and, sure. and I'd be remiss not to, to, to not mention, um, uh, 
I like I said, the goal of production is you know the Savage, the Rugers, the the Tikas, the Remingtons, the Daniel Defense, these bigger companies, but. Uh, MPA has a production rifle and so does uh, GA Precision, which is ridiculously nice for $2,500. It feels different to me than buying a Savage or an RPR. Um, yeah, those are to me, those are true production rifles. These other ones are like semi custom production rifles, which you get a lot of bang for your buck from MPA and GA. Um, yeah, I, I mean, well, I, they're so, more than capable of winning a match. I have no doubt if I ran sure. or you'll know, run one of those that you know. Those could win matches. I think you'll win a match with one. Right. Well, so let's back. So let's back up. So we have that conversation at Parma and I'm like, all right, let's do this. And it was a week later or two weeks later was that JC steel PRS match. I believe. Yeah. Two Um, weeks, I think. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. So I went home. I found someone, a place to order uh, NX eight because it seemed like the scope to go with under 2000 bucks. Yep. Um, and I went to the local pawn shop and I ordered a Savage and a <laughs> six Creedmoor. That's awesome. Yeah. So that Savage <laughs> has a production rifle. What'd you pay for it? I think it was 1700 bucks, something like that. So 1700 bucks. It comes with the same chassis that I run, the MDT ACC, which is awesome. And so it comes pretty capable for a, you know, factory gun. You obviously don't have a custom action. So, you know, it's a little janky, not as smooth, but I, I was playing <laughs> with your gun. It feels pretty good. The trigger's not bad. You, you know, you run that, you can kind of tweak that savage trigger, adjust it a little bit and get it pretty good. Um, it's, uh, it's obviously not custom barrels, but for what it is, it's shot pretty good if you keep an eye on it. So, um, yeah. so, yeah. okay. So two weeks you go, you, you're ordering guns on Monday after the shoot at Parma, you've got your scope, your gun ordered. And now what? Uh, so yeah, I got my gear in, I got that set up with a few days to spare and got, what we shot with you. We had a great squad at that. Oh, JC yeah. Steel shoot. That was fun. Um, that was AG cup series. So big series, uh, PRS match at blue Ridge that Jake ran. Um, and you, so you've got to get your little enemies built up. So you see Scott Satterley, he's the local well, pr- no, production so guy. That's, when I ordered, when we come up with this plan in Parma, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try production. You're like, well, that's all fun and games, but sooner or later you're going to run into Scott Satterley or Doug Koenig, and it's not going to be as easy as you think. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, sooner or later it's going to happen, sooner or later, whatever. Yeah. So I show up at the JC Steel thinking, ha, 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 here I come with my production rifle <laughs> and come to find out Scott's there. Yeah. And so then I'm like, oh, well. Maybe this isn't going to be as easy as I thought. <laughs> Sink or swim. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Time to make something happen or go home. <laughs> and he's running the exact same setup. He's got the Savage with the NX8 as well. So, um, yeah, kind of a cool, kind of a cool deal. Um, okay. So how did that, your, that's your first, that's your second two day and you're rolling in with production. I, I mean, I, you shot really well. Like you said, we had an awesome squad with, you know, Bertaccini, uh, pants. I don't want to name names. I'm going to forget them, but Elliot and, uh, we believe Alan Ernst was with us. We got, we had a, was Alan with us? Billy. Maybe, maybe Alan wasn't the next one. I don't know. Anyway, Billy, we had a bunch of good, a bunch of good dudes in our squad and we were pretty lined out, you know, everyone's pretty helpful on wind and sharing and, um, uh, you shot really good. I mean, you had a couple, you had a couple blow ups. Well, you mulliganed one of them. 
No, did I? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Was that my was that my meltdown with the mulligan? The or tire was that stage. The, no, that was at the the tire. Wasn't that at the? the I think where you and Elliot and everybody mulligan that tire stage. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, they blend together. So, but you they shot, you shot, together. you shot, you burned it down really, really well. And where, where'd you end up? Well, anything you want to talk about specifically in that match or? No, I, they blend together so much with the NRL the next weekend that I yeah. have a hard time remembering which is which because they're at the same location. Yep, exactly. Um, I remember I, I, after the first day I was in decent position um, yeah, I think you were top 10, weren't like, you? Yeah, I think I was ninth or something like that. Yeah. And everyone's like, whoa, you know. And so we started talking about it. And it, I, I don't think anyone had ever finished top five while shooting production. And so, yeah, I don't you know, know people kind of, yeah. And so people kind of started talking about that. And then so the, I, the next day I'm feeling some pressure like, hey, maybe I can actually make something happen here. Um and and I shot pretty good the second day. And so. you did. You made something happen. So yeah, we ran. We we finished the first day, uh, or the second day. And you you uh, we had a pretty solid squad. I ended up. I got the win. Bertaccini was second. Bertaccini, sorry. Bertaccini. <laughs> Bertaccini. Uh, he got second. Here here I go again butchering the. I'm gonna forget somebody. I can't remember now. Who was who was ahead of you? Do you remember third and fourth? Uh, it doesn't matter. I apologize. I don't mean to forget people's names. Anyway, I don't. It was like I said, it was a while ago. You ended up in fifth place. Is the is the moral of the story with a freaking production gun on your second two day? Um, yeah, it was awesome. So there's two two trophies. You know, I was feeling double cool. Double. You, double got, you got your fifth that. place trophy and top production trophy, which is cool. And I do think it was the first top five, and it was an AG match. So that was fun and. Um, and so now you're off to the races and what's kind of your plan? You're, you're going to shoot production, in the PRS and just kind of, sh- and then shoot open in the, in the NRL. Yeah. Yeah. So I still want to do, I shot, we shot the next weekend there, the NRL, yep. um, which I think I finished just out of the top 10, I think 12th or 13th. Okay. Um, at that, I had a good or decent one day and rough other day. Yep. Um, yep. but still, still wasn't horrible. Um, yeah, still so, finishing yeah, really well. I'm wanting to get to some other NRLs. I've only shot that one, but I'm going to try to get a couple more in. Perfect. Um, but I've shot a few, few more PRSs since then. That's what I'm more focused on. Um, yeah. I want to. I'm going to win. I, this is the goal. I want to win a PRS with a production rifle, and so I'm just going to keep sending it with a production rifle until I do that. I love it. I love it. I think you. I think you will. Um, it's there. Definitely seems to be a. I don't know if I want to call this stigma. There's a, to the production thing. Like you're not, you're not getting a whole lot of, um, kudos on winning the production. Like it's not, it's not the cool thing to do, but I think it's a cool way to get into the sport. And I think it's a, I, you know, everyone's always talking about how do we get more sponsors into this? How do we get more people into this? Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And if that's a way to get Savage into it, Ruger into it, these big guys into it, I think it's a, uh, I, I think it's a really cool option. I do too. Um, I think it's, I think it's a good, I think it's good for everybody. And I think those guns are more than capable uh, when you tweak with them, keep an eye on them. I think uh, this uh, savage isn't, I've, I've shot this one out. It's, yep. it's, it's, and it hammered. You do. They're not custom barrels. They're ma- They're ma- mass produced barrels. And so probably 
you're going to have really good ones and not as good, maybe a little more variance than a custom gun, maybe a little bit rougher. They might tend to foul out sooner. We're going to keep a little bit of an eye on them. But, man, you shot some mm-hmm. – I saw some groups out of that gun, and it was hammering. So it's shot – it has shot good. You're up over 1,000 rounds now with the six Creed. So, you know, yeah. that's getting – that's a hard – that six Creeds are hard on barrels, especially if you run them fast. So. Right. Well, and I'm, I'm playing around I'm, – I'm playing around with one of those MPAs now like i i people have said well that's maybe not the heart of the production class or the idea behind it um those type rifles but also like i want to win and if i think that's going to give me an advantage i'm going to shoot that and it counts (laughs) and it counts well shoot i mean (laughs) it's you can those guns are so capable of winning a match it's it's not even funny so um yeah like i said the mpa and the ga those ones are those are custom those are custom rifles for a, a very good price um, mm-hmm. um so okay so now uh dude i don't even know so you go uh we go prs we go nrl and then i'm going back to work i just took a couple months off i was like dude you're like hey let's go to a match i was like i was like man i i got i gotta get life caught up we're kind of trying to remodel the house and and work and it's been crazy so so you just go on a tear and start signing up for matches all over the country. <laughs> well, yeah, and more, so I had I met Morgan King yep. at that at the NRL. Yep. Um, just briefly, hey, how you doing? Yep. Well, I I wanted to shoot a match. You didn't. You couldn't go. Pence couldn't go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliot couldn't go. And I was like, well, I'm going to a match. And yep. so I love it. There was that Punisher positional in Kansas. Yep. Um. And I was looking, like trying to get signed up, trying to figure it out. And uh, Pence sent me a link. Uh, I think it was Shannon K had posted, hey, I have an open spot. I can't make it. If there's a newer shooter that wants my spot, we're welcome to it. Oh, cool. And so I was like, well, if there was ever a chance, so I sent an email, said, hey, this is my first year shooting. I've been to a few matches. If you're looking to get rid of that, I, I'd go to the shoot. So um, cool. they gave me the spot. Cool. And... And so I was just looking through squatting and I see Morgan's name and I was like, well, I kind of know that guy. So I called him up. I'm like, Hey, can I squad with you? Um, so we ended up hanging out at that shoot and we kind of hit it off. And next thing you know, we're just looking for shoots together. Morgan's, um, Morgan's a good guy to hit it up. Easy guy to hit it off with. We just hung out all weekend. He's, he's a blast. Uh, we, I, oh, I, I, he's I, a killer. He, he's a killer. He's the shortest was, killer in the league. So top ranked in the league right now too. Oh yeah. He's burning it down. So we were traveling this weekend together, uh, Matt and Morgan and I at the, at the Wisconsin, uh, this is just, it's Monday. No, it's Tuesday after the Wisconsin barrel maker match. We'll hit on that a little bit too. Um, and I'll get into that deeper with Jake as well, but, um, he's a blast. I got to get him on here. Uh, ASAP. I took all my podcast stuff over there and then we ended up just, you ch- time zones and changing and you go to, you get tired, you go to bed, you wake up weird hours, you get you're going out to eat with friends and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just, it, I wish I recorded more on the road, but it never, I had my stuff and it never happened. So, okay. Back to Kansas. You've got Morgan and we're off to the races. Yeah. So he, he, I shot with him that weekend. He burned it down. I think he had a, he had a lead after the first day. Um, yep. we had some, some tricky wins the second day and he just dropped a few and end up in a like four way tie for second or something like that. Jeez. Um, but he, he shot, he shot great there though. And he helped just helped me a ton. There yeah. was some stuff I struggled on there. Like I have learned that's 
in the five matches or whatever I've shot now, like I've learned so much at each one. I mean, between Pence, Bertichini, yep. uh, Morgan, you, like I've definitely been learning major things each match. And so he's, he helped me a ton. And so he, and he's just wanting to shoot right now. He's got vet school. He starts here, what, in a, a month or something. And so yeah. he's trying to shoot all he can. So we got done in Kansas. He's like, Matt, we got to go to another shoot. And I'm like, all right, where are we going? <laughs> he and shot so, more than anybody this year. I think he is getting after it. And so we looked and like the next weekend or the weekend after there was a shoot, um, in Kansas and the shoot in, uh, new England. And so we just looked at plane tickets and it was cheaper for us to fly into Boston and drive up to new England than it was and a shorter drive than wherever we had to fly into for that Kansas match. So I was like, Hey Morgan, I've never been to new England. He's like, I've never been to new England. I was like, oh, <laughs> let's, let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I guess let's hit on new England uh, real quick. So, uh, just roll through that one. It was, it was an interesting match. You know, we heard mixed reviews on what that match was like. It's just a different style of shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we didn't know what to expect. You know, we get there, we get the matchbook. There's a 21 round stage. There's a <laughs> whole bunch of blind stages. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm like texting you and Pence and I'm like, uh, 21 round stage guys. Um, that's, that's 20, round, 20 round, round stages are really good for six creeds. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. And so, we we both shot pretty good that first day um morgan and i i had i had a major meltdown on that 21 round stage i you'd think i'd learn the magazine issue after my very first match but i didn't tried to use a 14 round mag i had had complete failure i ended up it was come to find out it was a fairly doable 21 round stage lots of guys getting 18s 19s um i ended up with a 12 because i I could only get that many bullets out of my magazines. Um, <laughs> it was bad. It, well, it's it probably really good because it probably saved your barrel. It may have. And then the next day, Morgan was just slaying it, and I was just trying to keep up with him, um, which helped helped me out, obviously. And so we ended up – he won that match. Um, I won production there and got fourth there overall. So Oh, um, and this is your well, – fr- and we got to say this is your first run-in with Doug Koenig. Uh, exactly. So you shot against and Scott so, and and did well, and then you went over there and and Doug, Doug's a Doug's a good uh, a friend. Um, uh, shoots for Loophole as well. Um, so I run in. He's East Coast. Super nice guy. That was the first time I met him. Super nice guy. Yeah, and um, and so you had this. This was the Doug and Scott right now are the or were well. You're ahead of Scott now, but um, Doug had three hundred already he'd won three production matches and that was your third right yeah i had 200 going into that match needed another win for the 300 and i didn't know doug doug was going to be there when we signed up and so sure enough i get there and i'm like well time to find out what i'm made of here (laughs) nice so and he shot he shot good there so doug ended up fifth overall i ended up fourth overall we were only a couple points apart that's awesome Um, okay so, so that I think that JC Steele was the first time production had been top five. And then that new England match was the second time. And there were two production guys in the top five. Two so, top fives. Yeah. Um, you know, watch out for these production rifle guys. We're getting serious. Yeah. Open guys are quaking in their boots right now. I can feel it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so uh, do, when you say just separated by a couple of points, have you been surprised 
uh, how tight these matches come down to where you shoot all weekend and there's like one, two shots, three, four shots apart. Are archery shoots similar to that? Um, sometimes, but, but archery shoots, you're talking 40 arrows over the weekend. That's um, true. Not, not 200. And so yeah. I, I've been really surprised by that. Like I couldn't believe how, like there's some matches where you drop a point and it's five positions. that knocks you down. That's um, crazy. Yeah. And I just, and that's, that's something I told you the other day when we were talking after, um, that new England match is I remember maybe two or three stages in and it was a wobbly, I, it was a tough stage and I was just about to break a shot and it was just kind of wobbling. And I just stopped myself and it was like, Hey, take an extra breath. I took a breath and, and my thought process was, Hey, you're not getting this shot back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it broke a good shot and hit it. And that was the first time where I started, you know, I kind of get in a rush panic mode when you're on the clock and things are going fast. <laughs> yep. And, and I've started to really notice how much every point matters yeah. um, way more so than I thought it would be. Yep. And that's a giant difference. I, <clears throat> I think in skill from guys that can guys that can, uh, and I find myself going Winchester or whatever you want to yeah. call it. And you just letting her buck. And, and then those times when you can take an extra breath or slow down or wiggle that bag one more time. And okay. You're like, you're like, I'm wiggly like 50, 50. I hit this target or I take one more breath, slow down and get it to 80%. I hit this target or 90%, um, is in regards to wobbling where I, that is a big difference in, and it, and it, between beginners and experienced guys and that takes matches there's no way around that it takes matches because you can practice as much as you want as you're at your house but when you get to a shoot and the butt beep goes off on the timer i don't care what you're just you get nervous maybe not everybody but i certainly do you do um oh for sure it just and that's what makes it fun like that's that's the, the shoots are exciting. I mean, still, like I was talking to Morgan, he's like, do you get nervous? Still? I was like, yeah, I get nervous. Like I didn't sleep good the night. Neither one of us slept Friday night. Um, and right. I didn't feel like I was all wound up, but I, I was tired and I didn't sleep. So, uh, I, uh, you know, it, it it's, uh, there's definitely some nerves you get going. So, um, that the, the, the calmness to be able to stop especially during a 90 second stage or or a 75 second stage like we shot day two in wisconsin just this weekend um you know to be able to take an extra just a half a step and and settle is the thing that just comes from just comes from getting some matches under your belt so yeah and that that's i said i think that was my fifth match and that was the first time where i've been like hey wait a second think this through a little bit here and that was they had pretty fast stages there and a lot of wobbly positions. Like you, it just wasn't rock solid positions there. Um, and so you had to deal with taking that extra half a breath, trying to get calmed down. Mm -hmm. Um, that's good. I I didn't, I didn't do it like Morgan did, but I was trying. (laughs) (laughs) You were close, man. When that guy gets on tear, it's, uh, it's good. He's, it's been fun to watch him. He's another loophole teammate. Really like the guy. Uh, really good, just great trigger puller, um, has been doing really well this year. I think he shot, he's doing, he's been shooting a bunch. I hope he can continue when vet school. I know he's, he's a hustler. He'll make it work when vet school starts. I know vet school is crazy, but he'll be fine. So, um, yeah, I need oh, to get- yeah. He's just fun to watch. He's lit, little tiny guy with his, 
I mean, he's a rodeo guy, so he's got his flannel shirt on and yep. he shows up and pe- shoot and people look at him like, who's this guy? Yep. And then he just destroys them. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. He, it was fun hanging out this weekend. He, we had, you and I were roomed up at the, at the hotel and he was right across the hallway. So we ended up just sitting in our room all the time. We were at the hotel. He was over there the whole time. So we had a, yeah. good, we had a yeah. good time. Lots of, lots of, uh, lots of trash talking going on. So, um, uh, okay. Let's, we're, <laughs> okay. Uh, I do want to hit the Wisconsin match. And for those listening, this will probably go up here, hopefully today or tomorrow. This is Tuesday. Um, and we, if we don't talk a ton about Wisconsin today, I will soon. But um, Well, of course you want to touch on the Wisconsin match when you just freaking burned it down. Well, I mean, yeah, I just we got so much to talk about. We're 45 minutes in. We're, this is going to be a two-hour podcast. So um, oh. I, I wanted to hit on – well, okay, let's go through Wisconsin just kind of briefly, and then – I want to hit on some more stuff as far as beginning and, no, and, and, and Wisconsin's a good one to talk about from a beginner's perspective. Cause it was a way different match for me. So, yep, yep. uh, JC steel NRL. Um, I, I don't know what was the hit percentage of that JC steel for you, like 80, 70 <sighs> some percent. Oh man. I felt like I got, okay. There's di- different kind of matches. If you guys have been shooting, you all know there's the quote unquote meatball match, which are big targets. When and and especially it changes when there's light wind, and that's what happened at Wisconsin this weekend. There wasn't much wind, and the targets were fair. Right. And <clears> so <throat> that would be more on the meatball side, where you get a lot of a lot of hits, and if you miss a target, it really costs you because there's not a lot of missing going on. Whereas right. the JC Steel match, maybe they weren't uh, they were not tiny targets by any means, but the winds were ripping times where Jake does a really good job of challenging shooters on uh, all kinds of different shooting orders and movements and, and positions. And so there was the stages were, were, were tough. The, the wind was the biggest thing. I mean, when we were holding four mills on targets and, and you know, you're, at, you're holding the you know, mill, mill, mill and a half it. I mean, I, we had, we had stages where we were holding more wind than we were elevation dialed in our guns for range. Um, a bunch of them. <laughs> a bunch of them. I mean, I look at my dope card, I get confused. Am I dialing one five or am I holding one five or dialing one? You know, you're just, it was, it was ripping. And so obviously hit percentages are going to be low. I had one of those matches on Sunday, especially at Jake's match where um, it just was going my way. I mean, even some real tough shots I was getting hits on. So I had a percentage. I can't remember. I think it was in the eighties still. I think it was 82, 83%. Gotcha. Um, well, so, but that had been. So JC Steele at New England, even the Punisher match, they all were lower percentage hits. We were dealing with win. All the matches I'd been to, I don't think I'd held on a target more than a few times. It was always holding a mill or three quarters of a mill or a good chunk of wind, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the Wisconsin was the first match for me where we were actually aiming at the targets, not yeah. way off left or right. Yep. Um and so it was just different for me <clears throat> and I dropped some points early, just dumb stuff, shooting wrong target, um, wrong holdover on a no dial stage, mm-hmm. just some stuff like that yep. where it, it put me out. I was out of that shoot two stages in as far as for the open. There was a, class. R- a rough, st- let, let's pause for just a second. We got, so the, we just, we're talking about the Wisconsin barrel maker match, um, put on by Ken Wheeler, uh, Nate Whitehead and their, and their crew. I want to give them some props up there in Wisconsin. And it's called the barrel maker classic. Cause there's like six or seven, 
I don't even know. Again, like I don't all wanna, the barrels are like made right there. Krieger <laughs> and Molar Works and Bartlin and Rock Creek and I guess see, I don't even want to go to I think Obermeyer was up there and uh I'm gonna forget somebody I don't mean to. But anyway, I didn't realize how many barrels I think Ober God, I don't want to, I think Obermeyer was pretty early and a lot of those guys branched off from there and started companies and then some guys branched off from Krieger and started companies and so on and so forth. So they they all kind of got together and had this kind of all these barrel guys sponsored this big match ended up being an AG cup series match. So a lot of guys, there a lot of real good shooters there this weekend, which is always fun when you get guys together. I get to shoot with, you know, somebody's from Oklahoma. I rarely see all the guys from the South came up. We're missing just a handful of guys, but there was quite a few of the top guys out there. Uh, um, I think all the guys in the top, most of the top 10 rankings right now were there. Um, Dave Preston didn't make it couple guys i don't want again miss names but a lot of good guys there so that's the that was the match this weekend i decided last minute they i got in like a week before they um was able to get a few more spots they opened up which was really cool of them um to get in there and i was able to find some last minute flights and when we made it happen so that was super fun so anyway okay back to the back i just want to give i also want to give them props that place was a jungle it's it's there's yeah. rain it's green it's thick i do landscaping i know how much work it is what they did they had lanes cut through the woods they had cool props they cleaned stuff up they they mowed all this cool area just a beautiful job every stage was different it wasn't just prone stage after prone stage it was targets in different angles different shooting orders um all kinds of different stuff. They had a blind stage, which I know people, people, some people were complaining, but it was good. It was, everyone kept their mouth shut. So it was fair for everybody. It was hard. Um, I, I got a five on it. I got beat on that one by, by quite a few guys. Uh, it was tricky, uh, but it was, it was fair. A lot of, a lot of good stages, but it is weird when you get those, uh, bigger targets, um, with no wind, I was talking to some guys, they said the week before it was 10, 15 miles an hour. Well, when you miss off of those targets in that tall, I mean, I'm talking four foot tall grass or whatever, just lush green, and you don't see where your bullet goes, it would be, if you had tiny targets out there and the wind blew 15 miles an hour, the hit percentage would have been, oh goodness. it would have been 40, 50%. And so they had big targets, but if the wind blew 15, it would have been, it would it still would have, would have been a, a real sporty match. It ended up being really calm, and so just a different feel where you cannot miss targets. I made a few mental mistakes that I thought would cost me. I ended up squeaking it out for the win at the at the end. I had last three stages, four stages. Well, last Sunday went really well for me, except for yeah. one major mental mistake. Um, but anyway, wrong target. Yeah, twice. <laughs> yeah. So which I hate. I did that once on Saturday and once on Sunday. It cost me one Saturday. I hit the target. It was the one I was aiming. I was just the wrong one. Then I did the same thing on Sunday for two. So I dropped three points, which is a giant amount at a match like that. And, and right. Was and a, I was used to matches where people were averaging dropping three per stage, you know? Yep. And so it was just different for me. You know, I, I dropped some points and I tried to keep my head in it, but I knew, I knew two stages into that match. I didn't have a chance in the overall, um, which is tough to keep my head in the game then. But I, you know, I tried to, but it yep. was, it was just a different match. It's a good experience for me to see that side of a match mm-hmm. knowing, Hey, there's matches out there where you got to hit 
everything. Yep. Um, if you want to win. And it was fun. I, it, like you said, it was a cool venue. I had a great time there. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I suck, but I had a great time there. <laughs> yeah. I was telling you, I mean, I was like, dude, this is good for you. I've had bad matches. You'd been on a roll. Um, it was a stacked match, lots of guys. And I was like, this is a really good experience for you just to, to get all this different feel before you get to the finales, uh, depending on how those shake out. It's good that we've, we've had a finale two years ago. The PRS finale was a match like that giant targets and not a whole lot of wind. Um, there was more wind than this weekend, but they were giant targets. And so it ended up being a match like that where they're definitely different. Um, it's a different feel. So it is good to get that experience under your belt. So I was glad you you did that. You had a rough start. Um, I think your barrels getting probably close to shot out. There were some flyers that were like, where did that, like I'm spotting and you see bullet going to target into target and you see one just go, go way low or something. You're like, well, uh, I don't know why that did that. But so some of that I think was your gun. Some of it was just, uh, I don't know, started out a little high, but well, you, and it was tough. That was a tough situation. Um, like you said, when you did miss, there was no knowing where nope. you missed. Nope. Um, and so I had a couple stages where I missed one and I had to do some guessing. I ho- hold one left, hold one a little more left. That didn't work. Boom, jump to right. Oh, there it is. Yep. Because there was no seeing anything. Yep. Um, Jake would be, if Jake was on here, he'd be like, well, why didn't you watch trace? But you know, I just don't see that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see trace. I saw some real good trace on Saturday, but that I know what you say, you're talking about that fire truck stage where you had to hold, yeah. hold right, right. And I was so glad you found it cause it was hit to move on. And, um, you found it and, and carried on and salvaged the stage, but I couldn't see trace there at all on that fire truck stage, shooting back into those shadows with those trees in the background. Um, well, that makes me feel a little better at least. Yeah. I mean, there was, sometimes you see it good and sometimes you don't, and I was not seeing it great on Sunday, but, um, but anyway, uh, we, you had a rough, you had a pretty rough go on Saturday. You were, um, you were, man, I don't, I'd like to talk about this match more, but Jake and I were going to talk about his match and mine later, but well, you, you can just talk about me, me shooting in the match and then we'll leave how you shot. Well, yeah, you I mean, it's a, it all goes together. We were, so you're squatted with, um, clay and Austin and myself and then a handful of newer shooters, a bunch of good guys. And, and just, and to all the, the ROs and the shooters, lots of new faces for me. I don't get out East a whole lot. And so, man, I got really nice comments about just thanks for doing the podcast, which I appreciate. Cause I'm, I don't know why I do it. I'm just doing it just cause I wished I had this when I started just hearing people stories and how they, they got into it. So lots of really cool ROs I chatted with and lots of shooters said, thanks for doing it. So guys, I appreciate that. I don't get to talk to everybody at the match and you're kind of coming in and doing your thing and going out, going to get some eat and get checked into the hotel. So you're kind of bouncing around, but I do appreciate those comments. So, um, uh, you were squatted with, uh, with us and we ended up shooting really well. And so, I've been in those squads where the, the, the match leader is in your squad and you're having a rough day and it magnifies it versus a squad where everyone's struggling. You're like, oh, I'm shooting about with everybody. Well, Austin, I Austin burned it down. He was in first on day one. I was one point behind him. And, and then you had some stages that just, that I know you're, I've seen you shoot a lot better than it. Just, it just didn't go your way. And so you ended up, I think day one, you were 30, what were you? 39. 
39th, I think. So you were way you were way down there. Um, which again, I think it's it's good and it's gonna it's gonna pay dividends long term, especially moving forward in the in this year. But uh, day two, you shot a lot better. Um, still had a, a few things, but you shot a lot better on on day two. Do you, any reason why, or what do you what do you think? I, I don't know. I think I think I had my head in it a little better day two. I. It's yeah. funny because they sped it up day two. We had only what seventy five seconds. Oh, we should talk about that. Um, We're gonna do ninety and ninety, which is which is fun and fast, and which is ninety seconds per stage. A lot of twelve round stages on Saturday, so it was it was fast. Uh, day two, there were supposed to be these big storms coming in, lightning and, and thunder and so on. And so they're like, all right, everybody here at 7, we're going to go hot at 7 a.m. And we're cutting all the times from 90 seconds to 75 seconds. So you got a you know, minute 15. And I've never shot stages that fast ever. Um, I don't think they've ever been done. And so we were all like, this is going to be crazy. This is going to be a disaster. W- what, what did you think? I, I loved it. And so I, did I. And I think... Well, and that's part, people have joked with me, like right from the very first shoot, people have been like, wow, you, you run fast for just starting. Yeah. And I've said from the start, I was like, I'm going to be fast and then I'm going to learn how to hit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the opposite of what we go. tell you guys to do. Learn how to hit stuff and then speed up, but whatever, whatever works, I'm down. <laughs> I love I, it. The idea of timing out is it like, I just cannot. So my (laughs) uncle, now this, oh, I shouldn't even say that. No, I have to. You have to. So people, people on the hunting side are going to just roll over and say, this is unethical, whatever, but (laughs) I'm going to say it anyway. So my, my, my mom was one of 10 kids, um, raised during the depression. Like they, my uncles hunted for them to survive. And my one uncle would always say, if there's lead in the air, there's hope. That's what I'm talking (laughs) about. (laughs) And I've taken that into my, uh, TRS stuff a little there. I did not, (laughs) I did not time out on Sunday. I sent multiple rounds at the buzzer that were, were rushed. They were rushed. I missed a couple of them, but I hit some of them too. Yep. Um, and so, you know, we were pushing it for time, but I, I liked it. I thought it was a blast. It was fun. I, I think we got away with it because there wasn't a lot of wind and the targets were bigger. If it was a tiny target windy match, that would have been a really, <laughs> would have been a rough day. But the way it played out ended up being way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, you had to push every single stage, which made them all really challenging, which I liked. And that, that contributed to me screwing up on stage three. We shot a couple stages that weren't a big deal on time. Third stage, I was up first on this troop line. It was uh, five targets out and then back. And you had to shoot the left target going out, the right target coming back. So, ten, you know, 10 different engagements in 75 seconds. And I was up first in our squad. And I had this 75, it was only, it was out to 800 yards. And I was like, man, this troop line is going to be tough. And I hadn't watched any of our squad shoot. I didn't know. So I was going to do this holdover thing. And I just, I got ripping. I all the way out clean, coming back clean. I get to the closest two stinking targets, like at 200 yards. And held the wrong one and missed it and then miss it again just as fast as I could. And then I looked at my clock. I had like 17 seconds left and I was furious because two, two points in this match was, uh, I felt like the grand Canyon. You're just like, yeah, I, I, yeah. All, we all the whole for 120 rounds. I've been trying to get one point on Austin and I just gave two. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, so the, the, that I liked how the seventy five seconds got into into my head a little bit, and 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 made well, that. and it changed how I looked at stages. You know that yeah. our second stage was like a cattle gate, uh, ten rounds, five yep. positions. Um, yep, and everyone ran tripod mm-hmm. rear. And I wanted to ride tripod rear, but I haven't practiced tripod rear enough. Um, yep. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to time out if I do that. I'm going to single bag it. Yep. And that's what I did. And I missed my last shot rushing it at the buzzer. Um, that was but, a, that was a great knows? run. I mean, you did. I, I was glad you did that. You almost did tripod. I was like, man, I just, I was, we were just talking about it. I was like, it'll work. It's great. I showed you what to, you know, I said, just leave it there and work down the side. Don't move the tripod, move your gun. And, and it's totally doable. I mean, you're like, I just haven't done enough. I was like, just roll with it. It's solid enough. And you've, you, you're good at building positions and you burn through that sucker. That last shot timer starts beeping and, and you sent it, it was a, the most stable position, but it was just, right. you know, you're fight, fighting, <laughs> that, fighting that timer, but you did a good job. Nine out of 10. So, uh, well, it was a, it was a fun match though. I just, yeah. Yeah. I had a good time. And so you ended up, you did make up some ground on Sunday. You gain, did you gain 10 spots? 10 spots. I think I ended up 29th overall 29th. or something like that. In a pretty stacked field. So, I mean, it's, it, and you had a rough day on Saturday. So I think it, it was a, uh, it was good. Um, it was, it was super fun traveling with you. We, uh, we ended up meeting up in Minneapolis, I think, and flew out and, and, yeah. and, and traveled around. So that was a good time. Um, um, and you won, you won top production, so that's four in a row on the production side, which was which was cool. Um, be... it, was, it was funny because I wasn't. Yeah, I can tell you I don't care so... about winning production. I, you want to win a match, and <laughs> and at this point, you're like you're like I don't even I got you're like it was it was funny. I I know what you're after, and it was it's obvious. At first, your first match when you got that production trophy, you're all excited. And, and now I, I know what you're after. I think, I think you'll get there. It's been fun. It's fun watching the, uh, watching just a quick progression. Cause you've had some time. You work a lot, uh, in the past, as far as your job goes, you work a ton in the fall winter type usually. And so you're a little more flexible this time of year. So you've been getting after it. So, yep. Yep. um, what, what, how do you see your, uh, oh, hold on. I, we got to yeah. cover one more thing on this Wisconsin match. Okay. Because, okay. I know I'm not the experienced shooter you guys all are, but I saw the greatest thing I have ever seen at a competition in my whole life at this match. And I'm just, I feel like okay. we would be remiss if we did not cover this. Oh, is this, is this going to be a Missy topic? This is Missy is, I think my spirit animal now. <laughs> she is the greatest. So Missy Wheeler. Oh, this is so good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we should talk about this or not. I don't, even, I don't Miss, even know. Go for Missy it. Missy Wheeler is Ken uh, Wheeler, the match director's wife. She was awesome. She, everyone gave her props. She was helping the whole time and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she has like her choice award. She gives out to people. Um, yeah. And she gives them a bottle of wine. And she had three of them. <laughs> yep. And so, <laughs> you, do you want to tell the story? You want me to no, this? I, we I should. I don't even know. Uh, well, you can't. You have to tell it now. It's funny. I've t- I've talked with uh, the, the victim, and he was laughing about. It. We're good. It's, yeah, he's it's, he's laughing it off. So it'll be. Uh, I I apologize, guys, to him for telling it, but we have to tell it. So, um, 
That's actually the gist of it. The, the, okay, we gotta make it. We're, we're, we're stretching out. Just uh, you start, and if we need to correct anything else, I'll jump in. You do your thing. We got Matt, right, we got so Matt Partain. <laughs> yeah, the gist of it. She goes, you know, first up, um, you know, we've been all our time to go into this match. My kids have been in daycare. I dropped them off day before the match. We're running around with our heads cut off. Um, I dropped the kids off in their bikes at daycare. They're riding their bikes today get to the match, realize I forgot their helmets and they can't ride their bikes there without their helmets. So essentially Matt Partain's there, which Matt's a dead man, but that's another story. He played a prank <laughs> on me this weekend, but Matt got locked um, in a 130 degree port potty. We'll cover that later. Yeah, that was Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> um, so she goes, he, he drove way out of his way, takes the kids, their helmet, um, kids, their helmets, you know, thank you so much. Here's your bottle of wine. Everyone cheers. Everything's great. So this, yeah, at the um, awards banquet after the match, this is when this is going this on is at the awards banquet. Yes. Um, second person up, um, had helped get a, a ton of sponsors, do a bunch of different Matt, stuff. Matt Steiner. Ma- Matt Steiner. Yeah. Yep. And I'm sitting over there. I'm like, goodness, she likes Matt's like, what am I about to win? This is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what you leaned over. Like I'm a Matt too. <laughs> yeah. And so she goes third up. We have uh, clay blackheader, which this is the first weekend I've met clay shot with clay. Uh, Clay helped me a bunch on some different stages and stuff. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. We had Austin and Clay traveled together. We had dinner every you know at, at night and hung out and stuff like that. So we're setting yeah. we're setting together. Clay sitting right to my right and Matt sitting right to my left. But there had been a couple stages that Clay may have done a little bit of complaining about. <laughs> and um, so, I got to do a correction when you're done with the story, but keep going. <laughs> okay. So anyway, she she goes to the third ones for Clay Blackheader. And Clay kind of looks at you and like looks around like, what's this for? And he goes walking up front and she just, she reaches out with her bottle of wine and she goes, here's your wine. Just like that. And it was just silence for half a second. And then everyone got the joke and the room erupted. I, I think I peed my pants a little. I was laughing so hard. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And the poor, it caught him so off guard. It was brutal. It caught, it all, of it. It caught all of us completely off guard. And it was, it was the timing, the beat. Like it was like, a, it was like a, it was like a comedian. Her, her delivery was flawless. Oh, it was the burn of all burns. And I was just <laughs> so grateful to be there to witness it. Yeah. Well, you guys got to You'll get to know Matt. Cause he's loud. Some he's, he's going to bug some of you guys he bugs brian i know but he's stuck with him so uh, <laughs> but, brian also still helps me all the time yeah, he does. so so uh anyway he's he's uh matt's loud and that is exactly up your alley it was my i was dying anyway it was it was probably the funniest thing i've ever seen in the award ceremony but i've got to defend i got to defend clay a little bit so it wasn't i don't believe it was from the complaining during the match i think there was a a thing where he was he was wanting to go to the match late too, and he was asking about getting in and something about you know mentioning something to Shannon and then uh, anyway it just got it got a little bit blown out of proportion I think about that I think that's more what it was about uh, than you know having a hard couple stages or whatever but I just got to throw that disclaimer out there regardless it was amazing. Ah. It was. It was great. Yeah, I, and he took, Clay took it like a champ. Yeah, he, too. Did, he, like did. he did. He did. Oh, I, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but it was it was funny. I was I wasn't going to bring that up, Clay. If you hear this, FYI, I did not start Clay, this. I, so, I love you, buddy. And but it's I, a good it's like a I good said, story. 
there were a bunch of he was following me on the stages and so you guys were a ways ahead of us you and austin yeah. as far as in our rotation yeah and so a lot of times you guys would have shot and you'd be getting your gear together and me and clay would be looking at it. i'd be like hey what do you think about this how should i run and clay helped me a ton an absolute yep. ton. So yep. I'm yep. not, I'm not bad now. I love the guy, no, but it was hilarious. Yeah, it was good. I was actually more jealous that it didn't go to me because my <laughs> last name is all wine. I mean, it fits right yeah, in. That's true. And I'm known to complain quite a bit. So <laughs> I felt a little bit like he took my award. He so took part your of award. jealousy. <laughs> like for him, he was like, like poor guy got caught off guard. Like it was an embarrassing situation for me. I had to just be like, yes, attention. <laughs> this is better this is than a top production trophy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I freaking love it. I love it. So oh. um, anyways, you were going somewhere and then I cut you off. And no, I don't even that. know where I, I was going. I'm just trying to, there's so many like, you know, getting into it, new shooters. How do I get into this? And a lot of them come from the hunting side. I don't know if they'll hear this or not. Um, but what, I mean, has there been on the reloading, you've been reloading kind of off and on for you for a while on the hunting side, kind of some basic stuff, but not with this quantity. Are there any yeah. tips or things that stick out to you? Or is there anything uh, in regards to gear or uh, anything that would help a newer shooter or anything that comes to mind? I, I just, I want to hit that call, stuff. Call John, John pinch when you have problems. <laughs> That wasn't no, the answer I was looking it's, for. It's funny because there have been a bunch of times where I have called you or Brian yep. um, on an issue, and you're like, hey, did you listen to the podcast? Because we just talked about that. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll listen to it. Yeah, we, so, that has happened. <laughs> yeah. And, and and so selfishly, that's probably why some of the reason I started this podcast is because I do get a fair bit of questions, which I, I appreciate you guys uh, considering me worthy to answer your questions. I, sometimes I don't feel like it, but, uh, uh, that is selfishly part of the reason is hopefully to get as much information out that can help you guys not make some of the same mistakes and, and say, maybe selfishly save uh, answering questions at evening during dinner. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's, I, and so, like I said, it's the only podcast I've listened to, but I listen to them all and I have learned a ton from them about reloading stuff, about different stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so it's helped me a bunch, but I, yeah, it's a lot of stuff online. You know, there's just so much out there with YouTube and um, yeah. Google and like, you can just, and so I, I spend a lot of time if I'm stuck on a flight or in an airport or whatever, watching a YouTube video or Googling something yeah. on and just figuring out, you know, neck tension and sizing. And like I said, I, I'm mm-hmm. using that FX 1000 now I'm annealing. Um, I don't know that I'm shooting any better. Now that I've, I, yeah, this last match, uh, like I said, I think it was my first one where I annealed every firing. I used that FX for all my powder throwing and it was my lowest position at a match ever. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I, I think it is good stuff to have, but I think until you're like battling it out with the top couple dudes in the country, you're not, not finishing top five because your RCBS gave you an extra 10th of a grain yep. of Varget on the load. That's yeah. not the issue. Yeah. A hundred percent. While you're so, on that, talking about gear and all that stuff, you, a lot of guys back, like, man, I can't afford a really right stuff and this and that to me, especially cause you're in a squad and someone's going to have something. I feel like you could go to a match with your rifle, a bipod, 
you, you technically wouldn't even need a bag, although I would recommend getting a no. bag to practice yeah. with Guys because you need like, to practice at home. But you could have, I mean, tripod-wise, you don't have a really right stuff. You don't have all the gasmo, gizmos and gadgets of just tack tables or any of that stuff. You just you just need a bag and you need to, you know, you can practice over the, the chair in your house or off a deck rail or off of a rock at home on how to set your bag down and set your gun on that bag. Like you said, watch some YouTube videos. It isn't as big as a gear race as people make it out to be. I mean, you're running production with a bag and you've placed a couple top fives and you've had some really good matches. So I kind of want to dispel that rumor a little bit. There is a lot of gear involved compared to baseball where you need a ball a mitt and a bat uh price wise you need you know you reloading does help although there is some good factory ammo you can do um speaking of clay clay's cartridge company if you want some yeah, custom custom, right. custom factory ammo um, i hope this didn't ruin my chance of being able to buy ammo in the future to cut oh, down on my reloading time <laughs> you just wait till you get your ammo now you're definitely he jokes around about throwing a couple a couple a couple duds inside your ammo your 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 order Mine would all guaranteed be guaranteed you're gonna get a couple empty charges so <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh, I, I wanted to dispel that myth. What, what do you think, um, as, as a beginner, do you feel is like your absolute necessity gear or some of your favorite things so far? Yeah. And uh, like guys want to let you use their stuff. Like I've shot in a bunch of different squads where maybe I've known one guy. Um, but people like other people in their squad don't want to see you get destroyed on a stage. Like, People are like, no, you're going to need this. Use this. Like, it's amazing how much guys want to share their stuff, help you with stuff. Yep. Um, and so I don't, I've got a cheap little tripod that I put my binoculars on to look at stages. Um, and, and a guy wouldn't even need that. Everyone has optics on a stage. Everyone lets you look through their stuff. Yep. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I've, I have an Atlas bipod and a, a OG game changer I use. So I'm not, I, I want to get, I've been borrowing that sans medium of yours a lot. I'd like to get one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. That new, that just, new one from AG has been definitely gaining popularity quickly. So, yeah, but there's a ton of stages where guys are using tripods and tack tables and all this different stuff. And i if I can, I'd rather just throw my bag on the prop and <laughs> shoot it. Yep. Um, and, and, and a lot of that's cause I haven't practiced with tripods and stuff and that's stuff I'm going to work on. Um, but again, there's Morgan, Morgan doesn't use tripods a whole lot. There were a lot of stages in new England, um, where other guys were using all kinds of gear and he just threw his bag on it, cleaned the stage and boom onto the next one. And so yep. it gave me a lot more confidence to just throw my bag on it and go. Yep. Um, but I like kind of minimalist gear stuff. There's, there's times where you're going to need it, which I'm seeing that, but, um, uh, yeah, I try to not o- overthink stages for sure. Yep, I love it. Yeah, just again. And my reloading, my reloading gear. I mean, I you got me started in that even when I was just hunting. Um, yeah. And you said, "Hey, get a get a rock chucker, get a I think I got a Redding press, um, and a couple things." And I, I don't charge know, maybe master. I spent, yeah, you charge yeah, master yeah. and a and a yeah, I can't remember what press you got the T seven or something. And yeah, and maybe I spent six or hundred bucks or something on everything, you know, a little, yeah. uh, um, caliper and a couple stuff like that. And away I went. Yep. Um, and so a guy can spend a ton on reloading stuff, but you can make some pretty dang good ammo without spending that much. Yep. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, what, uh, 
in regards to like practice, do you practice much? What do you do? Getting your guns ready? How do you like just kind of get your dope? Do you have a routine yet that you you go, or are you just kind of different every time still, or or what do you got on yeah, that? Yeah, that's side? that's definitely one of my weaknesses. I need some kind of routine. I just fly by the seat of my pants with everything <laughs> I do, and it's not it's not ideal. Uh, um, okay. No, I I can shoot. That's an advantage I have. I can been in my place but yeah i can run out here i can shoot out to a thousand yards i got some steel from jake um and so i'm set up i built a couple props here Mm -hmm. uh so i've been working on that i haven't i practiced a little bit like back before the first couple matches but now when you go to yeah when you do back-to-back weekends there is no time for practice you get home you have two days to and both times i've had some gun issues and had to reset up another gun i ran out of the bullet I was shooting inside so a switch bullet side so to do a new load development. Um, so mm-hmm. I have not had any chance to practice between shoots, but I tried to, I set up a little 22 trainer. Um, and I shoot quite a few rounds out of that when I had a chance and I got a two, two, three trainer, um, that I planned to practice with, but I haven't done much with it yet. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Okay. But that's the goal. Like I plan as soon as I get a little bit of downtime, I, uh, I definitely, um, I, my matchbooks, I've been taking notes like of why I missed five rounds on a 10 round stage. And, uh, That's I'm going to go work on that, that thing. Then. <laughs> Perfect. So I got a lot, I got a lot of notes to go through when I do get a chance to do some practice in here. Nice. I love it. I love it. What do you, uh, how do you compare your mindset, uh, on archery to when you come over to rifle, like, that competitiveness. That is, I think that's a, a definite similarity. Like that, I think that's the only reason that I've been able to show up and do halfway decent. Um, is that it, having the mind, a winning mindset and that thought process, um, okay. I think is a huge so part of it. I don't know how to dive into this because it's so, uh, on a cerebral up in the clouds. It's just so, it's hard to put it, your finger on it. I couldn't agree more. That's what, like I said earlier, I knew how you shot an archery and how you kept your head in the game and burned, burned it down. I knew you'd be fine at this. I know those relate. And so, and there's never any good answers, nothing anyone's ever happy with, but what do you have any thoughts regarding like your mindset going in right now, do you, are you going in with a mindset? You're like, I'm going to win this match or, or I know I'm capable of shooting well on this stage and I'm going to take a stage at a time. Or is there, it's, it's so hard because people ask me, I'm like, man, it varies. There's different thought processes. There's different, you feel different at different matches. Like this one, I was like, I hadn't shot in a while, but my gun was shooting great. And I was like, right. I I think I'll be okay. And other times I'm like, I I get, maybe I'm worried. I got, Maybe I was stressed because stuff's going on at home, and so I'm a little bit distracted. Um, there's so many variables, but is there? Do you have any thoughts about that, or any um, anything you've done to cultivate that over the years? Do you think you were born with that naturally? What anything? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. People don't. People don't like hearing parts of this. I think um, at Say least it. from the archery Preach. side. Preach. But, well, I mean, you look. People talk with hunting. The old saying. Uh, 90% of the game is going to get killed by 10% of the hunters. And it's true. Um, yep. And it's the same thing with competition. 90% of the shoots are going to get won by 10% of the competitors. Yep. Um, and there's, I don't know what it is that makes a guy have 
that egg. Killer instinct. Yeah. It's like, it's something. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you know, when you see some guys haven't, some there's some guys I know in archery that are just killer shooters. Um, know way more about it than I do guys that I'll, when I'm having a bow problem or something, I'm going to call them and ask them how to fix it. Mm -hmm. Um, but they aren't necessarily tearing it up on the circuit. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's something about that. Uh, I don't know when you get in that pressure situation and it's time to win or lose, um, and getting yourself into that position is part of a big part of it. But then once you get into that position, being able to handle the stress of it and, um, whatnot, like you come in Wisconsin, there coming down those last four stages or whatever. Yeah. And you knew you were going to have to clean them all to have a chance. Yep. And I could, I could smell it on you. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's a killer instinct. I, um, I don't know. I get those questions and guys will message me. Hey, could you talk about this in more depth next time? Could you ask this? And I'm like, yes. I want there to be a formulaic answer. I want there to be uh, the, follow these three step program to doing this. And I don't know what we. I mean, we talked about this. And I'll throw Jake out there. Jake is some people would consider arrogantly confident. Um, guys go there knows he's going to win. Jake is an absolute killer. I don't approach. I don't. I don't have that same thing, but I still have a killer instinct. I don't know what it is. It's not the same for everybody. Jake is more relaxed than me. I'm probably a little more stressy or, or something. There's, it's not a, there's not a right answer. I just I like to ask people because it's always different. There isn't a good answer that I found. I'm still looking. Um, I, I just it's it's one of the more interesting things is sometimes you'll we work with guys on training and you, and and they they don't have it. I I think some of it can be developed. I don't know how much. Um, uh, I don't know what that is, but that's what it was coming down at the end of that Wisconsin match. I, this match you, you follow, we were shooting alphabetical order, shooting order. And Austin's name is Orgain and mine's pinch. So is MNOP. So I shot after Austin, uh, clay shot after you. Um, and so Austin was great. A lot of times we'll shoot one day and we're reverse order. Second day we asked, or Austin mentioned it on second day. And I think they said, no, um, Obviously I like shooting after Austin. Um, when you shoot after a good shooter, you get information. And so I, maybe there was a, a slight advantage there on my part. I don't want to discount that. It wasn't a lot of wins. So it wasn't a lot of that, but just watching somebody run a stage and then you get to shoot it. I was just waiting for Austin to miss a stinking target. Uh, Cause he hadn't all weekend. And those last stages, I got my opportunity and he, he just had a couple of rough stages where he dropped a couple, dropped a couple, and he went from being one up for 17 stages. And I ended up, I ended up winning by four or five, um, just on those last stages. I don't know what it is sometimes. And even sometimes personally, I'll have it. Sometimes I just have that confidence. Like I'm going to clean the stage and you know it. And other times I don't have, I know I can, I just don't have that same. I just, I was in a groove and, and, and some days are better than others. You've been there on the archery side. Where well, and confidence is knowing confidence is so much, such a huge part of it, knowing you can do it. And whether, and that's been my coming into this, I'm not showing up at these shoots thinking I'm better than all these guys. I'm going to win, but I know for a fact I can hit every target. And so whether I hit every target or not is a different story, but I know I can, which means I know I can win if I have my head in the game. Um, and, and having that mindset, I think, is a, just a huge part of it. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. People talk about 
the mental aspect of any sport being such a big part of it. And I think that's, um, more so in this than anything. Um, you didn't. So a lot of the guys I've had, Jake, myself, Clay, we've done more, um, Austin, uh, could go on and on Dave Preston, all those guys. Uh, a lot of those guys were collegiate baseball players, different sport players. You didn't, you didn't come from that background as much, right? On the more organized sports. Well, first off, I was homeschooled, you know, so our, uh, our home team would have been just me because there's no one else in my class. So no. Perfect. Um, yeah. I, well, it's funny because you said early, I almost correct you early on, but then I thought, well, I'll just let me look cool for a second. But you said something about me being coordinated. Um, and I am not coordinated. I, my hand eye coordination in shooting sports seems to be good, but if you get me playing baseball or basketball or something like you're going to, it's embarrassing. I'm not an athlete by any means. Um, and I more so now, actually now I can play decent, but I grew really late. So when I was 16, I was like five eleven, And when I was 19, I was almost six, five. And so when you're growing like a weed, when you're supposed to have understood your body already yeah, at this point, right in the middle of high not, school. Yeah. It is not a pretty thing by any means. Okay. And so, so you're tripping over your feet when you're 17 and 18 years old. Yep. Okay. Okay. Hit, hitting my, hitting my head on stuff when I'm 18 that I didn't hit my head on six months before. Is it <laughs> a normal thing? <laughs> okay. That's fair. So I just, I just remember you saying you didn't, I just assumed you did. I mean, cause you seem coordinated enough and you're, you know, athletic, you build and everything. I figured uh, just stereotype and play basketball no. or something, but it was kind of interesting. I thought that you didn't come up in those sports where to me, I feel like, maybe I was competitive since I was born. And so I played sports and then I was thinking, and then, but then you're like, well, no, maybe we probably just got competitive through playing sports. Cause everybody did that. But I don't know if it's born or what it is, but it is that drive. You still have that competitive drive. Like I've watched you with the archery shoots. You're. Oh yeah. And that's, and I put it into that. Like I knew I sucked at team sports. So I was like, well, maybe I can be good at archery. Um, and so that's what I did. And when I, man, when I was like 16, I would shoot, I had a little archery target in my basement and okay. I would shoot hundreds of arrows every night. Um, oh, okay. Okay. And I was, I mean, right from the start at that, I was, yeah, extremely competitive. Okay. Um, and so I, that was kind of the first thing I found that in though, you know, I have a bunch of older siblings and stuff. I was sucking some hind kit growing up. Um, <laughs> and so there wasn't much I could be competitive at with them. And so, um, except maybe like punching Josh in the face when he didn't see it coming, but, um, they, uh, they made me, they made me mean if nothing else. Yeah. And well, so, that, that doesn't hurt either in this game, I suppose. So, yeah. and so then I, uh, I found archery and I think that's where my competitive side started and came out for sure. Okay. Um, okay. But I yeah, just, never any team sports or anything like that. No, okay. I, I'd have been like, uh, 18, a senior and been on C squad. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, this, it's just a topic that everyone's interested in. 
um, you know, mindset and competition. And maybe I'll, I've been listening to podcasts on it, sports psychologists and reading books, and maybe I'll come up with some great answer, some way to, for me to learn about myself and to tell other people. But right now it's just like, I keep asking people and it's all kind of this, it's a little vague. It's never the answer I want or anybody else wants, but I, I do want to keep talking about it. So that's why I brought it up. Yeah. But. It's interesting. And it, and it's not a personality type by any means, you know, you got yep, the, yep. the more quiet guys that do great at it. And then the loud, annoying guys like me, that still like, it's, <laughs> it's different. It's different personality types, but there's something about a competitive killer instinct for sure. Yep. Yep. I like the, I like that thing. The, the, the statistics you mentioned about hunting were 90% of the guys. I'd almost venture to say it's 95% of the guys. A lot of times kill 5% of the animal or, you know, kill most of the animals. Um, or 5% of the guys. Kill five, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's, it's, it is something like that. It seems like, um, you know, especially out West when you're over the counter hunting, like if, if, it, if you're going to go draw over the counter at Colorado tag, it, it really, does come down to five ten percent of those guys are going to kill those and most guys are going to wander around on a nice backpacking trip so that's that is a really it it does come straight into shooting too so um anyway um we're we're pushing an hour and a half now but what uh anything else pops to mind i'm sure we'll we'll do this again i mean you're up here we'll be traveling together i'm sure more um and you got to get that I'm going to get that first win and then we're going to go cover that. We'll cover that. We'll cover your, uh, I, I believe there was some trash talking about you winning the finale this year, not production, but the actual finale. Is that, did I hear that oh. wrong this weekend? You're talking about operation Trojan horse. Well, whatever, whatever name you've deemed it at that point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Operation Trojan horse. I like it. That's because it's perfect. No one will see yeah, it coming. They let like three or five, production guys in the finale each year and that's so that's the cool thing about production so in archery you have different subclasses you can shoot the bow hunter class or bow hunter freestyle or what you want to call lower classes from the open or pro Mm -hmm. but if you shoot the top score there you're still only winning that class um in these rifle shoots you show up in production if i shoot the top score there i'm winning production but i'm also winning open and i'm going to take I'm going to take both prizes, both trophies. You know, it's a cool, it's a really cool. Op- I'd like to figure out a way to op- to enter in with a 308 production and I'll enter tactical production yep. and open and just triple trophy. Dude, I mean, there's the dream. Why don't, I don't think they'll let you Why do don't that, you identify but, as a woman? I mean, that's all the rage right now. We'll, we'll go for like the, I mean, that's like the Holy grail. We'll get it all. Hey, but, if, the, if they'll let me, there we go. I might <laughs> join the military, become active military. So I can go after that one too. Like let's, <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Anyways, back to Operation Trojan Horse. I like it. So they, what? It's three or five production guys get invited to shoot the finale. The top three yep. or five. I think it's five. Uh, yep. Um, And so, but the open guys are just writing these guys off. No one's worried about them. <laughs> right up until, boom. When uh, the whole stinking thing. Matt finally learned how to shoot. He put it together at the finale. This is awful. <laughs> that would be, oh, that would be amazing. That would be well, the- <laughs> I mean, except that means you didn't win. I don't care. Yeah. I would be amazing. I'll shoot. I'll just do my thing. If you pulled that off, I would be thrilled out of my mind. So I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to. This isn't me wait, like betting I, on I, that. I think we're but- ruining the Trojan horse idea by talking about it on the podcast. We probably shouldn't have brought that up. Might have to edit it yeah. out. So 
But yeah, cut, just blurp that out. But anyways, I'm not claiming I'm going to do that, but that is sure as heck what I'm going for. <laughs> I love it, dude. All right, let's, uh, we better wrap this up. Um, yeah, anything you want to say in closing or any other, anything else you want on your debut podcast to the the world of that? <laughs> I don't, I don't think I don't think I have anything brilliant for the masses by any means. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, just just that I love Brian Pence and that he helps me all the time. You know, and I appreciate him <laughs> answering my phone calls. Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> yeah, anyway. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. I know this is a little different feel. It's fun to get Matt on. He's a good friend and uh, and 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 fresh. Uh, fresh to the sport. So kind of uh, some stuff that, you know, I've forgotten. And a lot of our guests don't necessarily have uh, top of mind. So uh, we'll do a, we'll probably talk about Wisconsin a little bit more. Um, like I said, we do appreciate uh, again, Ken and Nate and the crew, ROs, everybody, uh, uh, Tom at Armageddon gear sponsored like a, you know, for some Friday night food or Saturday night food and, and just a lot of good people in the sport. So we do appreciate that. Um, it was fun traveling with you and Morgan and, uh, I did I had a good time this weekend. So, uh, until next time, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for all the shout outs and stuff. And when we were at the match and, and we do appreciate it very, very much. Uh, we will talk to you later. Thanks again. Thanks.